has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News & World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who've found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. When we hear the word yoga, many of us imagine twisting our bodies into the shape of a human pretzel. But yoga is a 4,000-year-old mind-body Indian practice that promotes health and well-being. In fact, yoga is one of the top 10 most popular complementary and alternative medicine therapies for health. Its popularity has exploded. For example, 20 million Americans were practicing yoga in 2011 compared to 4 million in 2001. And consumers rate yoga, along with massage and Pilates, equivalent to prescription medications for easing low back pain. And speaking of pain, there have been studies showing that yoga reduces symptoms and disability in rheumatoid arthritis or osteoarthritis, can be effective in those with chronic low back pain, and even helps teenagers with irritable bowel syndrome. Our guest today will share new insights into the beneficial effects of yoga. First, Dima Shlapakovsky, a vice president in the investment banking industry, tells us how yoga has been so helpful in providing relief of his chronic low back pain following injury and spine surgery. Then, Christine Chen, yoga teacher, wellness consultant, and author of the book Happy Go Yoga joins us. She outlines how he can feel better, more alive, and more able to withstand the stresses of daily life. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Purdue Pharma, Teva Pharmaceuticals, Millennium Laboratories, My Life Patient Program, and DC2 Healthcare, and The Pain Community. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. Dima Shlapakovsky is a vice president in the investment banking industry. He suffered from spinal pain for several years, but yoga has eased the discomfort and helped him to reduce the harmful effects of stress on his life. Dima, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You were in a pretty severe motorcycle accident. Tell us what happened. I was riding an older motorcycle, was grabby brakes, and had an accident. Uh, went off at about 50. 55 miles an hour, that's my recollection, wow. and uh, actually ended up catching a metal rod that um, tore me up pretty good, and at that point, I already had a back injury, and uh, that probably aggravated it quite a bit. Actually, the rod shattered the tailbone, but I think ultimately that aggravated the injury that I already had from uh, doing jiu-jitsu earlier in my life. Huh. Did you have any other injuries related to the motorcycle accident? I tore through some of the muscles. Which ones? I tore through the buttocks. The issue that created for me down the road with me sitting a lot is that you're kind of sitting on a surface that's not necessarily even, and mm-hmm. that aggravates your back. In addition to that, it caused us a lot of tightness because I was so used 
to nursing the injury, and I just became very, very tight. Okay, uh, Dima, then tell us more about the jiu-jitsu injury, because I remember you saying earlier that you had a lumbar level 5 herniated disc from jiu-jitsu, and you had a, like a minimally invasive procedure to help treat it. What was that? It was a papaya plant extract injection directly into the disc. Mm-hmm. It actually dissolves some of the disc material, and it helps suck in the hernia, so there's less pressure on the nerve. Yeah, and that actually helped me a lot at the time because I went through you know, the next uh, 15 years of my life without really having uh, major issues. Well, that's good. Now, I know that about three years ago, though, you required a discectomy at lumbar level 5 because you had low back pain and shooting leg pain. How did the having chronic pain influence your life? I mean, how did it impact your life? That's, that's a great question. I was an athletic individual. I was active in sports. I played soccer, and I had to step away from all of that. Mm-hmm. So I think in a way it made me perhaps a little bit more of an introvert even, because yeah. I stepped away from some of the social activities that I was doing that were sports-related. It sort of shifted my interest a little bit, whereas before I would be very interested in sports, I kind of lost interest in some of those things, and it shifted my focus to some extent maybe a little bit more towards schoolwork and study, maybe not necessarily a bad shift, but uh, me away from some of the social activities that I would have been doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a lot of patients who who tell me that the pain has made them feel lonely and has isolated them socially. You had the discectomy at lumbar level five, as I mentioned about three years ago. Did that help? It did. I'm much better now. I do still have some aches in my lower back. My muscles will tighten up. If I've been sitting all week, 12, 15 hours a day at the office, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not working out, I'm not active, uh, I'll definitely also start feeling a little bit of a sensation in my sciatica, and in the buttocks, and in the leg. Yeah. And it's something that I can live with, and I can alleviate either with uh, you know taking some ibuprofen or actually making the time to do some kind of physical activity. Let's talk about physical activity, and specifically yoga. How did you develop an interest in yoga? I did understand that it's good for my health in general and for the health of my back specifically. Mm -hmm. And finally, my wife said she wanted to go do yoga, and I said, okay, let's go do it together. (laughs) Right. Adima, what appeals to you specifically about yoga? If you do it right, it's a very safe form of exercise. Mm -hmm. It's fluid motion. You're not picking up any weights. You're doing everything with your own body weight. It works all the muscles in your body. It's actually a much, much better workout than I anticipated. Uh, I'm drenched in sweat 30 minutes into class. Wow. You know, yoga historically focuses on nurturing inner development. Has that process happened for you? When I come out of a yoga class, I had a crazy day at work. I go to yoga for an hour, hour and a half. And when I come out of class, I feel better, not just physically, but mentally. My mind is relaxed. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything magic about it. I think what I attribute it to is that you are in class, you're intensely focused on what you're doing. Right. uh, And you forget about everything else. Yes, in a way, it also serves as a distractor. Dima, how has it eased your back pain? When I was trying to to bend forward to touch my toes when I first started, Mm -hmm. I could only put my fingers probably halfway down my shins. So now I can pretty much put my uh, palms on the floor. That's huge. Great. One thing I do when I don't make it to class is I make it a point to try to do some forward bends uh, in the morning or at night and 
just doing, let's say, three sets to a count of 10 helps relieve the tension in my back. Mm-hmm. I go to bed, I wake up the next day, and I feel like there was some kind of physical activity that I did based on how my back feels. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really good to hear. Edema, about how much relief do you think yoga has provided for your back pain? It would be 50% better. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I want to warn people that initially you may not feel better. You might actually feel worse. And then when you get through the first maybe month of doing yoga and you do it consistently, uh-huh. the aches and pains and the tension on your back that you might get after class starts to go away and you just feel better. Mm, okay, so there's light at the end of the tunnel. And let me ask you, have you ever been injured doing yoga? I actually have been, which scared me for a little bit, mm-hmm. but then I understood what I did wrong and I made adjustments. I was actually doing forward bends and um, you know, I read up on it, the right way to do forward bends, sort of did my research on it and mm-hmm. uh, went back and I have been completely fine ever since. Okay, well, you know, how do you think we can best protect ourselves from injury? I think the dangerous thing sometimes in being in class is that you see a person in front of you Um, who's much more advanced, and you want to do the same thing. Absolutely. I think it's important to understand your own body's limits and not to feel intimidated by other people who may be more advanced than you. Dima, have you been able to stop other treatments that you are using for your back pain? Mm -hmm. For a long time, I stopped taking ibuprofen. The periods of time when I was consistent with yoga, I did not feel the need to take ibuprofen. Wow, okay. Do you, pr- you know, yoga consists of uh, poses and breathing techniques, uh, meditation as well. Do you practice all three of those at home or at work or, or just mainly when you're in class? Just when I'm in class, uh, I should do more at home for sure, but uh, it's the time pressure. Mm-hmm. It helps to be in class. That's where you become a little bit more motivated to. Yeah, I mean, I can see that, and I can certainly understand how many of us are so busy today, and that's why I think Christine's book, Happy Go Yoga, is so helpful for those who have such time-pressured lives. Dima, you mentioned earlier that you sit 12 to 15 hours a day. Has yoga made that more tolerable? It has. If I have weeks where I don't go to class, my back becomes so much tighter, my leg is aches, so it becomes very uncomfortable People who don't have injuries, actually, what I find, they just don't understand how distracting that can actually be. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be hard to take your mind off of it and concentrate on other things that you're doing. In that way, yoga definitely helps me just crank through the work, you know, be able to be there for the time that I need to be there. Mm -hmm. Well, that's important. And by the way, I want to mention that uh, there was a review in 2011 that showed clear reductions in pain from yoga compared to usual care in patients with chronic low back pain. And in another review in 2011, uh, yoga was found to improve pain, fatigue, and functional disability. Edema, how has yoga changed your life? Well, I'd say for the better, just in terms of allowing me to find a way to stay in shape, mm-hmm. that really works out my entire body and also helps my back and is very safe when done correctly. Uh-huh. From the point of view of actually being a, a social activity, it's been fun. I actually you know, met a couple of people in yoga. We have uh, gone with friends. Uh, some of my wife's friends have gone with us. It was also a great way to spend more time with my wife, for instance. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a great reason, along with exercise and uh, social interactions. Does yoga require continual practice to see lasting results? Yeah, absolutely. That that is key. And that's one of the things where I personally 
really need to improve uh, because it is a time commitment. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, how often do you go to yoga? Twice a week. And I, and I think you need to consistently do it twice a week for at least two, three months to really start seeing the results and, and feel different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's true for other forms of exercise, for stress reduction techniques, and for pain treatments. Dima, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. And please join us for part two when we talk about styles, poses, and how yoga has transformed Dima's life. Don't go away. We've got yoga teacher Christine Chen up next. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, a global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Visit TameThePain.com to learn about treatment options for chronic pain. Teva, a leading global pharmaceutical company committed to increasing access to high-quality health care by developing, producing, and marketing affordable generic medicines, as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. Millennium Health is a leading health solutions company that delivers accurate, timely, clinical actionable information to inform the right treatment decisions for each patient at the right time. Millennium offers a comprehensive suite of services to better tailor patient care. More information is available at www.millenniumhealth.com. My Life Patient Program and DC2 Healthcare. Connecting patients to top physicians in the United States, reaching the highest standard of patient care through research patient programs and gains in overall health. For more information, please visit mylifepatientproject.com and dc2healthcare.com. Christine Chen is a yoga teacher, wellness consultant, and author of the book, Happy Go Yoga. Christine, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to speak with you, Dr. Christo. I had the good fortune of writing the foreword to your new book called Happy Go Yoga. I think it's smart, fun, and an easy guide for healthy living. Tell us all about it. The reason I wrote the book is because when I was in pain and super stressed out, like uh, in the late 90s and early 2000s, I had a couple of spine conditions and my schedule was really tight and very tough and atypical. So getting to yoga class was really hard. And I just wanted to feel a little bit better wherever I was in whatever situation was presented to me at Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And so I just took little pieces and put them in my real life. And that's what has manifested in Happy Go Yoga over all these years of not just practicing, but then eventually teaching and doing, you know, hundreds of hours of training to supplement what I already knew in my own body, but then to really get the credibility behind it and the knowledge about why and what and how and how to share it with others. Right. You know, and what I especially like about Happy Go Yoga is that you offer a collection of poses that we can all use in daily life to to relax, uh, reinvigorate ourselves, and center our minds. Uh, Christine, you mentioned you had spinal pain in the past. Let me ask you to delve into that a bit more. The first thing that manifested was in my lower back, a tear in my disc, and some kind of degeneration that was starting to happen to me. So, Mm -hmm. of course, I started to really just go to massages to try and alleviate the symptom. And then it just got worse and worse. First, I saw my general practitioner, and then eventually went to see a spine doctor. They really limited my movement because of that. And they said, you know, we can't have you do your high-impact workouts anymore, which at the time I was cardio kickboxing. Oh, wow. That was probably great medical advice in some ways, but I knew for me that I needed movement. Otherwise, I would really start to mentally feel not so great. And then eventually, I developed another problem that was in my neck, 
and it was C5, C6 stenosis, Mm -hmm. uh, and bigger degeneration in the neck. That was causing me even more pain than even the lower back. I really couldn't sit up without steering pain and referred pain down my right arm Mm -hmm. and into my fingers, and numbness in my hands as well. This is the one where doctors started to talk to me about surgery. Right, because uh, if you had stenosis, which is a narrowing typically around the spinal cord or the spinal nerves, well, that can cause neck pain and shooting arm pain and numbness, as you described, and it can also compromise the spinal cord. Uh, Tell us then more about the surgery. Did you actually have surgery? I opted to not have the surgery. I really didn't like the idea of having surgery in general. Mm -hmm. I felt like there were things that I could do. So I started to amp up my knowledge of yoga. Yeah. I started to do all the therapies that were available to me, but I did them all together. And then over time, my goal was to try and release some of the medication Mm -hmm. that they had me on just to give me a hand up to try and get to a place where I had a shot at healing. So it was really a long haul. No, it sounds like it, but you did get to that place of healing. Christine, let's talk about one of the poses in your collection of poses. And the one that I like in particular is called the smartphone siesta. Oh, me too. (laughs) I feel like I'm on the phone so much. Take us through that pose. Absolutely. I live in New York City, and I remember one day I looked down the subway platform. Literally everybody was slumped over looking at their phone. Mm -hmm. So you would sit in a couch in smartphone siesta or anywhere else that you want to sit. Interlace your hands behind your head. Send your elbows really, really wide, and then right just by doing that, you'll have the phone not in front of your face. Maybe you put the phone behind your head with a pillow in between, like I have in the book. And then you feel a stretch across the front of your chest, and then you breathe a lot. So you have the chest stretch and the breath, which helps you turn off the noise in your head. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really useful for many of us who use smartphones. I've read that the ultimate goal of yoga is the attainment of a unified consciousness. I mean, is that related to yoga's historical focus on inner development? It is. Breathing, meditating, practicing good habits for your life, movement that supports you, that allows you to release the thoughts in your mind and allows your body and your mind to relax will ultimately set you up in a place where you have a lot more clarity. Uh Uh-huh. And that clarity is a road to bliss. And at the very end of this big, long um, 5,000-year-old philosophy, it's really saying that this is part of the road and the path to enlightenment, Uh and that along the way you'll have setbacks, you'll have to restudy. So it's really about bringing all those things together. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a great picture of what yoga is all about. And if you've wondered about the different styles of yoga, we'll find out after the break. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by The Pain Community, a web-based nonprofit created by people living with pain. Check out paincommunity.org for information, references, advocacy tools, and a premium section to securely interact with other members in forums and chat rooms. Purdue Pharma, making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives. Reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. For cutting-edge treatments and resources, follow Dr. Paul Christo on Twitter or like Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo on Facebook. Welcome back. 
Uh, Christine, there are several styles of yoga, like uh, Iyengar and Bikram and Vinyasa, for example. I think most are forms of traditional Hatha yoga, and some focus more on physical postures rather than inner development, for example. But talk to us about the differences. I mean, how do we choose one over the other? Iyengar has a lot of the emphasis on placement and alignment Mm -hmm. in the strict discipline of the alignment helps you find the freedom. A vinyasa class is very much a flow-based class, linking body to movement in more of like a sequential, fluid, rhythm-like movement. Okay. And vinyasa is really very popular in the Western U.S. because it's the one that where people sweat quite a bit, uh-huh. and they start to identify it with a workout. I play music in my vinyasa flow classes. But other vinyasa classes, there might not be any music. Mm-hmm. It's very physical. There's dental yoga, a little bit more about simple stretches and breathing and using props to support you. Um, this is generally good for people with injuries. There's also a, something I think is incredibly wonderful called restorative yoga, mm-hmm. where you go into a class and there's not that many poses, but you use bolsters, blocks, straps, and guided meditation to set up the conditions for your body to really release. It really allows the tissues to disengage and your mind to disengage. And it's really like the spa treatment of yoga. And then there's also power yoga, which is very much rooted in the physical, holding postures for longer, more muscular awareness, and then maybe moving through them a little bit, but also very much in attention into physical postures. Well, that's a great description of each style of yoga. And Christine, when does the spiritual, that inner spiritual development begin? When you start to realize in your body what's happening and that things come up as you move your body, mm-hmm. then the mental and the spiritual start to kick in whether you realize it's happening or not. So even though outwardly you might see some styles that are really, really physical, there's spiritual happening. It just might not be as obvious. Okay. And then, of course, there's meditation classes as well, which really focus on the mind and the breathing and you know, shifting your thoughts to more positive places or visualization for um, making better choices. There's so many types. There really are. How have you found that yoga, as a form of exercise and moving meditation, offers clients pain relief? Because patients tell me that 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 deep stretching along with relaxation and deep rhythmic breathing makes them feel better. I found absolutely the same thing. When I was stressed and I was in pain back then, Mm -hmm. I just went to maybe think that this stretch would help my lower back muscles, which were tight, release. I had heard that people were really peaceful and calm Mm -hmm. when they went to yoga. I didn't know why. And so I really went to say, okay, I just need to maybe do some gentle yoga, stretch it out, and see what happens. I really started to understand the power of the breath. And then when you do this breath in conjunction with the movement, you sort of get lost in it in a little bit of a meditation, and your body's moving, you're moving meditation, and then your brain starts to say, oh, I get it. This is like a training, right? You have to like reprogram your mind and your body. I know how to turn off my brain. I know how to move in a way that's still an effort, but much more calm than ever before. And it's a practice. And then you take that technique and you move it into your real life. And it really starts to move into your real life constantly. Mm -hmm. Because you can take pieces of that calm, pieces of that focus, 
or allowing yourself to tell yourself it's okay to calm down.